morning from inside four walls. I am still extremely sick with a bowl of chicken noodle soup and some Coca-Cola. I'm trying to be less white. Anyway, good morning from inside four walls. I am your NCAP host, James Masson, and today I got some piping hot bullshit that I do not believe for one goddamn second. Supposedly, supposedly, Joe Biden has killed two Taliban leaders with a drone strike. Or a missile strike. The story seemed pretty contra- uh, pretty conflicting at this point, really. Let's say contradicting, but... Huh. Anyway, I'll play you a little bit of audio, and then we'll get right into today's episode. And from the Pentagon, confirmation of a drone strike that is the retribution that was promised. Two high-profile ISIS targets were killed, and one was wounded. And we know of zero civilian casualties. Without specifying any future plans, I will say that we will continue to have the ability to defend ourselves and to leverage over-the-horizon capability to conduct counter-terrorism operations as needed. ISIS may have lost in, in this strike. They lost a planner, and they lost a facilitator, and they've got one wounded. Uh, and the fact that two of these individuals are no long, longer walking on the face of the earth, that's a good thing. It's a good thing for the people of Afghanistan, it's a good thing for our troops and our forces at that airfield. And I think I'm just going to leave it there. I do not buy that for one goddamn minute. With that being said, welcome to this morning's episode of Inside Four Walls. Let's get right into it. Our article for this morning comes from CNN, published only a few hours ago. Two high-profile ISIS targets in Afghanistan killed in U.S. drone strike, Pentagon says. I do not buy this for one fucking second. I'm going to already guess now. What they did was they struck some abandoned building and they collapsed it. And there's going to be some footage of it or some shit. And watch. Down the road, we're going to find out that no, that these Taliban leaders were not killed. And we're going to find out because ISIS or Taliban is going to come out, mock us on Twitter, and show the two guys who they claim they killed alive and well. And it will be another failure and humiliation for Joseph R. Biden. <laughs> What kind of name is Robinette, anyway? This article by Barbara Starr and Clark Kent, apparently. I'm sorry, Paul LeBlanc. Let's see what this video is real quick. Doesn't play. Okay. I'm not surprised, considering CNN doesn't even own the building they film out of anymore. For real, they lost so much money they had to sell that shit. Article begins. Two high-profile ISIS targets were killed and another was injured in U.S. drone strike in Afghanistan. The Pentagon said Saturday. A retaliatory step following the terrorist attack that killed 13 U.S. service members. Oh, cool. Cool. So they killed 13. We killed two and injured one. Sounds fair to me, right? Right? Step following the terrorist attack that killed 13 U.S. service members and at least 170 other uh, others outside of Kabul International Airport. Quote, I can confirm, as more information has come in, that two high-profile ISIS targets were killed and one was wounded. And we know of zero civilian casualties. General or uh, Major General Hank Taylor, Deputy Director of the Joint Chief of, or the Joint Staff of Regional Operations said at a news conference this Saturday. 
without specifying any future plans. I will say that we will continue to have the ability to defend ourselves and to leverage over the horizon the capability to conduct counterterrorism operations as needed. End quote. Pentagon spokesperson John Kirby. Hey, it's Kirby again. General Mark Milley's favorite little cock sleeve said all the targets were hit in a single strike and they were quote, ISIS-K planners and facilitators. Again, I don't buy any of this. If it's true, I mean, you killed two people, they killed 13 of our own and a couple of our allies over there. Like, a couple, you know, being 170 plus. Again, all this, all that footage you can find archived on the outside Four Walls Rumble account. <laughs> if they did, at least that's two less pieces of shit we have to worry about, but I really don't buy any of this. Not one fucking word of it. Biden's in a downward spiral, as I've already covered his... Every day, his approval rating sinks lower and lower and lower and lower and lower. Soon he'll be on the same level as Kamala Harris. <sighs> so they'll probably say anything they want to to get their approval rating up. That's probably why you saw the FDA we- uh, weaponized recently. So that they uh, legalized and rebranded the uh, Moderna vaccine. Or the Pfizer vaccine, I'm sorry. The U.S. defense official told CNN earlier Saturday that one of the individuals believed to be, quote, associated with potential future attacks at the airport, end quote. The U.S. located him and had, quote, had sufficient eyes and, and sufficient knowledge to strike the official said adding that he was a known entity but the US is not calling on him to, on is not calling him a senior ISIS K operative the individual was in a compound in the uh, Jalabad area another defense official told CNN the news uh, news intelligence following the terrorist attack in Kabul was uh, was firmed up to give justification for the strike the sources said surveillance continued on the compound until the target's wife and children left before the U.S. conducted the targeting drone strike. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the guy who was VP to Joe Biden. I mean, I'm, I'm sure the guy who was VP to Obama, Mr. Joe Biden. The guy who was VP under the administration with the most civilian casualties in the effort of fighting terrorism really sat back and had everybody wait until the wife and children of these people left. And then he struck the building. No casualties inside that building at, at all, outside of the two terrorist leaders and one guy injured. Right. Right. Color me 50 shades of fucking skeptical on that shit. I'm very tired still. The source said surveillance continued on the compound until the target's wife and children left before the U.S. conducted the targeted drone strike. Quote, I'm not going to talk about specific capabilities ISIS may have may have lost in this strike. They lost a planner, they lost a facilitator, and they have one wounded. The fact two of these individuals are no longer walking the face of the earth, that's a good thing, Kirby said Saturday, wiping Mark Milley's jizz off his lip. Quote, It is a good thing for the people of Afghanistan 
It is a good thing for our troops and our forces in the airfield. Or in that airfield. I hope this is true. I genuinely hope this is all true. But at the same time, I don't buy it. And it seems like such a minutia action, really. Because they already own a government. Even the British actually pulled out quite recently. And I hate to admit it, but yeah. The British fled. They pulled out on some feckless fucking response in their wake. The announcement came... The announcement of the strikes came a day after President Joe Biden vowed to retaliate for the terrorist attack in Kabul, even as he said the frantic mission to airlift Americans from Afghanistan would continue. Biden approved the strike on, on the ISIS-K planner, according to an official familiar with the matter. Oh yeah, another unnamed source. I'm sure he's familiar with Joe Biden's thinking as well. Quote, We will not give. Or, we will not forgive and we will not forget. We will hunt you down and make you pay, the president said in remarks from the White House on Thursday. Joe Biden, having the gall to say the words, will not forget, is quite humorous to me for many reasons. The U.S., Biden said, quote, will respond with the force and precision at our time, at the place we choose and the moment of our choosing. Here's what you need to know. These ISIS terrorists will not win. Yep, because your former boss did such a good job counter curbing them, right? An Afghan journalist who visited the scene of the drone strike said it had destroyed a house close to Jalabad in eastern Afghanistan. Photos shared with CNN by the journalist show a small vehicle at the compound badly damaged, as well as what appears to be a heavily, heavily shrapnel damage in the immediate vicinity. <laughs> According to locals in the area of the strike, at least three people were killed and several others were injured. Oh, look! Casualties! Outside of the target! Weird, I didn't even read this article. I was like, I'm calling bullshit. Oh, look! Uh, CNN. Go ahead. Say I use bias sources, bitch. Go ahead. Say I use bias sources to go along with my political leanings. Bitch. I seen those comments. I'm not fucking blind. Because I don't always interact with people. So I go on my way to use liberal sources. Mm. ISIS in Khorasan, known as ISIS-K. By the way, I said ISIS-K stood for... I said the K stood for Cabal. That's my bad. I was fake news for a second there. He claimed that an ISIS militant carried out Thursday's suicide attack but provided no evidence to support the claim. The U.S. officials have said the group was likely behind the bombing. Final days for the evacu final days of the evacuation. Yeah, this isn't the final days, and we're already sent. Uh, how can you say this is the final days for the evacuation? We've already sent five some five thousand plus troops back over there just a day ago. Biden and his team are now bracing for the possibility of another terrorist attack. In the final days of the evacuation operation. The U.S. Embassy in Kabul again on Friday advised U.S. citizens at a number of gates at the airport, quote, to leave immediately, citing security threats, and Kirby announced Saturday that the U.S. military had begun departing from the airport but confirmed the August 13th departure deadline still stood. Yeah, we'll fucking see about that. Let's see, what's the date today? Is it the 29th? 
the 29th? I will fucking see. And I'll be here to tell you one way or another, I guess. Quote, make no mistake, nobody is writing this off and saying, well, we got them, so we don't have to worry about ISIS-K anymore. That's not the case. As I said earlier, the threats, the threat, my throat hurts so bad, I'm sorry. The threat streamed, stream, is still active, still dynamic. We're still laser focused on that, on that and forced, per, forced protection. Ugh, sorry. We weren't thinking for a minute that what happened yesterday gets us in the clear. Not in, not a minute. Kirby said Saturday. Not a minute is also how he described Mark Milley's stamina. Quote. But do we still believe that we ha- hit valid targets, bad guys, who can do bad things and plan bad missions? Absolutely. Do we think that we have some impact on their ability going forward? Absolutely. That's cute, princess. There are approximately 350 Americans still looking to leave Afghanistan, according to the State Department spokesperson on Saturday. Yeah, uh, Glenn Beck and uh, Ross Perot Jr., both have been threatened by the state by the American State Department for going over there and independently getting people out of Afghanistan to the point where they threatened the Madagascar government to not allow any of these planes to land there and accept these refugees. So they're going to like a nearby other side of the land. I'll look up where it is. They're going to another land and dropping off survivors and then we're trying to figure out what to do from there. So I really do not buy any of this. There are approximately 350 Americans still looking to leave Afghanistan, according to the State Department spokesperson on Saturday. Gotta be way more than that. These individuals are currently the only Americans ha, the State Department can't confirm are still in the country. See, you, you see that, right? You're the ones they've confirmed. That doesn't include the ones they haven't confirmed, be it because they haven't gotten the chance to, or they're trying to downplay the number of Americans stranded there right now. You're going to guess which one my money's on. The individuals are currently the only Americans the State Department can confirm are still in the country and seeking to leave. The department says, and it believes, some of them are nearly out out, or already out of Afghanistan. The department also says it has communicated with roughly 280 additional individuals who self-identified as Americans. What does that even mean? Self-identified, I gender, my gender is American. Start putting that down if I can. Gender, USA. But who have not held the department of their plan, have not held, sorry, sorry, but who have not told the department of their plans to leave the country, or who have said they do not intend to leave at all. What Americans are are willing to stay there? I'm just saying, Afghani pussy is not that good. Probably smells like curry. Kachaturi. Chimchuri. McFlurry. DoorDash. All flavors welcomed. Nearly 300... Sorry, that's so random. Nearly 300 Americans were evacuated in the last day. The State Department said, and about 5,400 Americans have been evacuated since August 14th. The Defense Department said earlier Saturday, Approximately 6,800 people were evacuated by the U.S. coalition. 
flights from 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to Friday at 3 a.m. And Saturday at 3 a.m. According to the White House official Saturday morning. White House, According to a White House official Saturday morning. The latest numbers are noticeably smaller than those from recent days. Something the White House has said should be expected in the final days of the mission. Overall, the U.S. has evacuated or facilitated the evacuation of 111,900 people since August 14th, according to a White House official. Yeah, well, we should be seeing more interviews with these troops, then, shouldn't we? I've looked. A source directly familiar with the situation at the airport said only a skeletal U.S. diplomatic crew of staff... uh, a staff to process evacuees would remain after the bulk expected to uh, to be departed in the next 24 hours. The source added it was unclear if the evacuation of the local embassy employees had finished, but that hundreds more had been reported as having made it to the airport and that, quote, hundreds more have departed for interim locations. The story has been updated with additional information. I did not see the additional information, but all right. And that is the end of that article. Now, I want to take your attention to something else real quick. Let me play you a little bit of footage real quick. We have, we have pulled out 5,100 uh, people, uh, Christians, women, children, um, and put them on planes. See what you're seeing there is one of the last planes that took off before the bombing. Uh, or bombings today, um, we had about 500 refugees, women and children mainly, um, and we had them inside of the airport today. And uh, one military official um, asked them, uh, didn't ask them, ordered them to go back on the other side of the gate. I have pictures of them this morning pleading to get back through the gate Um, And then I have pictures of blood and body parts and um, nothing but death in that same area. We believe that our State Department uh, is directly responsible for what we believe were some of these people. I don't know how many survived. Ah, Have you been able to get a sizable number of Christians out of Afghanistan? It seems like that's a group that would need to leave. 5,100. Um, the, wow. the, uh, country, the country that I'm in right now is at their limit. There are only three countries. The State Department has blocked us every step of the way. They have The State Department and the White House have been the biggest problem. Everyone else, everyone else has been working together, putting aside differences and trying to get these people to safety. The State Department and the White House have blocked us every single step of the way. In fact, an ambassador was called in Macedonia last night uh, and and told uh, not to accept any of these people as we were trying to get them off of the tarmac here to keep the airport flowing and getting these Christians out. We haven't really been able to move anybody for about 12 hours. Our mission is now changing greatly. We have to send people into even greater danger to try to smuggle these Christians out who are marked not just for death, but to be set on fire alive because they're converted Christians. Uh, Also, tomorrow I'm getting back onto another plane. So 
Ah, damn, that's where it cuts off. Give me one second. We go to not the B. Because Google is suppressing the fuck out of this story. It was hard to find anything on it. And not the B is Babylon B's legit news. Not their parody news, not their satire site. This is their real news network. Alright. Published by Harris Rigby. I like your name. Glenn Beck on the Nazarene Fund to rescue Christians stranded in Afghanistan. The State Department and the White House have blocked us every step of the single every single step of the way. It's not enough for the Biden administration to completely botch the evacuation of Afghanistan. It's not enough that they lied about leaving Americans stranded to be killed by the Taliban. Oh yeah, that's right, I didn't even remember that. Yeah, Jen Psaki, like four days ago said there were no it said it was dangerous to even imply that there were Americans stranded in Afghanistan. And now she's like, Yeah, we gotta get everybody out. Bitch. It's not enough that they lied about leaving Americans stranded to be killed and killed by the Taliban. It's not enough Americans uh it's not enough that President Biden has continuously embarrassed himself and the country. No. They have to take it one step further and prevent American charities from rescuing Christians who are about to be murdered in Afghanistan if the Taliban find them. Earlier this week, we published a story about the Nazarene Fund of Glenn Beck's that raised more than $22 million in relief efforts to rescue Afghani Christians. The Nazarene Fund has rescued over a 1,000 Afghan Christians just this week alone. While the U.S. government flounders to get Americans out of Afghanistan, the nonprofit organization started by, by Glenn Beck has already helped 1,200 Afghan Christians to escape the country. The follow-up to this story could not be more frustrating. You would think this you would think the biggest issue would be going into Afghanistan and physically boarding Christian and physically boarding Christian refugees on airplanes while the Taliban is actively trying to find and kill them. But that's not the biggest hurdle the Naz- for the Nazarene fund. Glenn Beck went on Tucker Carlson live from the Middle East and explained how the Biden White House and State Department have thwarted the organization's rescue attempt in the past couple of weeks. That's the whole thing. The State Department and the White House have been the biggest problem, but we're going someplace else to open up two countries, and I don't even want to say who they are, because I'm afraid our State Department will call them and threaten them. Uh, But we are going to move these people to new homes, and they are going to be a blessing to some country. I don't know why we have open borders I mean, it's really interesting. We have open borders and closed airports. One group of people um, are exploited, raped, and killed by drug cartels. And then the other group of people are raped, exploited, and crucified or set on fire by terrorists. There seems to be a pattern with the Biden administration. Yeah. So Islamic countries, Muslim countries, are more eager to accept Christians from Afghanistan than our State Department, which really these a lot. This country that I'm in, I begged them last night to let me tell them, tell the world who they are. They, they have more compassion for these Christians than our American government, and it is insulting, embarrassing, and wrong. Yeah. What our government is doing now, I believe, is out-and-out out evil. 
The article continues. According to Beck, the biggest problem for the Nazarene Fund has the biggest problem the Nazarene Fund has is that Biden State Department is preventing them from executing their mission, leaving the Christians in Afghanistan to be crucified or burned alive. But at least Biden's tweets aren't mean. I go for a few mean tweets in a dollar twenty-five and a dollar seventy-five a gallon right about now. How about you? Beck explains the situation on the ground. Article begins right here. Everyone else has been working together, putting aside differences and trying to get these people to safety. The State Department and the White House have blocked you have blocked us every step of the way. In fact, an ambassador was called into Macedonia, Macedonia last night and told not to accept any of these people as we were trying to get them off the tarmac. Here to keep the airport flowing and getting these Christians out. We haven't been able to move anybody for the past 12 hours. Our mission is cha- is changing greatly. We have sent we have to send people into even greater danger to try and smuggle these Christians out who are marked not just for death but to be set on fire alive because they can because they are converted Christians. The State Department under the leadership of Joe Biden Secretary Anthony Blinken Lincoln is everything the left accused Jared Kushner of being, by the way. Is actively telling other countries not to accept refugees out of Afghanistan who are being rescued by Beck's organization. Truly unbelievable. Senator Tom Cotton backs up Beck's claims. Can you give me an update on the State Department? We last night had an ambassador called in, I think it's Macedonia. They closed off. We were looking for places where we can fly people in just to hold them. And Macedonia was one of them. And our ambassador uh, or the ambassador of Macedonia was called by the State Department and told not to take any of these people. What the hell? I had heard that specific report, Glenn, but I've heard similar reports. I know that our, our people on the ground inside the airport, uh, both uh, Department of Defense intelligence agencies uh, and our State Department officials are trying to move heaven and earth to get people uh, into the airport and out of the country. But the senior leadership of the State Department is, is a different kettle of fish. Um, you know, I, I heard a story just this morning that we weren't even allow, allowing British nationals to get inside the airport with their Afghan partners and, and fly to Great Britain. At, the, at private expense. So again, this wouldn't even have, have an impact on the American government or taxpayer. And it's not you know, a country that people have never heard of. It's Great Britain. Uh, I'm very disturbed by these reports, and I'm trying to get answers on all of them. At a minimum, we should be allowing countries that are willing to accept Afghans or willing to send charter or charity flights into Kabul to do that to clean up some of President Biden's mess. Uh, yes. Yes, you don't want to do it. Fine. We'll do it. We'll do it. But... They won't even, I mean, they are obstructing us every step of the way. And I don't know if it's out of spite, uh, ignorance. I have no idea. I don't care, but it should stop now. Beck says that they are working nonstop to continue their mission, however. The plan is open, has opened up two more countries for evacuations, given the actions of the State Department. Beck obviously won't say who those countries are because he's afraid the Biden administration 
will put a stop to it again. It's amazing. This government can barely track down people domestically they want to find, right? Suppose they want to find, but, man, they have no fucking problem finding who these people are running these different countries and harassing them to not accept any of these refugees. <sighs> oh, God, my throat's so sore. Oh, fucking jumped. Okay. Tucker makes the point that there are Middle Eastern Muslim countries that are more willing to help Christians fleeing persecution than the United States is. A country based on religious freedom. Based on not being persecuted and condemned for what you believe in. That last little bit was my addition to this. They, anonymous Muslim, anonymous, here I'll say this. They, redacted Muslim country, accepting refugees, have more compassion for these Christians than our American government. And that is insulting, embarrassing, and wrong. What our government is doing now, I believe, is outright evil well said countries to pray for our brothers and sisters in afghanistan or sorry continue to pray for our brothers and sisters in afghanistan you can give to the nazarene fund here so that's where that article concludes i'm going to end up here with my final thoughts on this and then wrap this episode up and get it published because it's supposed to be ready by eight but i'm sick and i wanted to give myself a little bit of a break I'm an ANCAP. I believe the free the government should not have any say in free market or the actions of individual people on a free choice level. Especially, well, really on any fucking level. If Glenn Beck wants to put himself at risk with money people willingly donated to him to save Christians in a Middle Eastern country, even that puts himself, the pilot, and all those Christians at risk, the government has no business trying to stop that. None. Whatsoever. Ever. I tried to find an article talking about the, uh, I can't find it anymore. It was originally published actually in the AP News and I can't find it anywhere. Some like 5% of the people that Biden's, or quote unquote Biden's gotten out of the Middle East, like 5% of that were, 5% of that population of people he got out were actually on the terrorist watch list. But now that article seems to be MIA. But with this, Right. If Glenn Beck takes it upon himself to go over there and get Christians out, putting himself, the Christians, and the pilot at risk in the hope of saving lives, the government has no fucking business stopping them. And I want to give a special thank you to Ross Perot Jr., or Ross Perot II, for trying to give his plane to Glenn Beck. You, sir, much like your father, are an American fucking hero. And if you don't know about Ross Perot, he, right there with Ron Paul, is one of the greatest what-ifs in political history. In fact, I say it goes in this order. Ross Perot, Ron Paul, and John McAfee as the three greatest what-if presidential candidates that have ever fucking lived. However, years ago, I believe it was in the 70s, there was a hostage situation. Ross Perot, being a retired Navy Green, or being a retired Green Beret, almost a Navy SEAL, got fellow Green Berets together. And they went in and saved the hostages from the violent gunfire. The U.S. government did not try to stop him. In fact, they actually honored him and thanked him and the rest of his men for getting in there and doing what they did. Now you see what this government's up to. The government does not want to be shown up by anybody, especially a conservative like Glenn Beck. 
And, you know, anybody who knows me would be the first to tell you, I've never been a massive Glenn Beck fan. Maybe it was just how thick his accent back in the day was, but something about him was always rubbing me the wrong way. Same thing with Newt Gingrich. Something about him has always rubbed me the wrong way, too, and I've never been able to put my finger on it. But the fact the government is being this fucking petty and not allowing Glenn Beck to go in there and save these people is very telling of this administration's vindictive, backstabbing projection of an image. And it is disturbing. I do not believe a single fucking word coming out of the Biden administration about who they've killed and how many they've gotten out. Because we have footage. We have footage that contradicts everything they have fucking said. Every step of the goddamn way. And I post as much footage as I can as fast as I find it on the outside four walls rumble account. None of the footage I've posted with the Afghan crisis or the Canadian shit going on are my footage. But I've clicked it from across the web and honestly poll on 4chan a little bit here and there. This administration is floundering. They are losing day by day as their respect on the world scale crumbles and the faith in them in the U.S. crumbles alongside it. I want to try to get another episode done between 1 and 2, but no promises. My throat is fucking killing me. I've been your host, James Madison. This has been Inside Four Walls. And until I see you next time, be safe. I'm not very godly, but... I would like to implore you to pray to whatever God you might find yourself believing in for what's going on in the Middle East right now. I know I make a lot of edgy jokes here or there, but the loss of human life and what this administration doing is truly disgusting. And it bothers me greatly. And again, thank you for listening, and have a great rest of your day.